You're listening to The Business Marketing Show, episode number 61. You can find us at businessmarketingshow.com on iTunes, SoundCloud, and Stitcher. Hi everyone, this is Ed K. Smith from the Business Marketing Show here with my co-host Brendan Tully and we have a special guest on the show today, Charles McKay from Sinks. And we're going to be speaking with Charles about inbound marketing, which is one of the things his company specializes in, and also talking about the uh, platform HubSpot, which Charles is a premium um what would you call yourself, Charles? A premium? Um, let's say implementer and strategist. Premium implementer and strategist. Okay, I'll edit that in the in the tape. So uh, <laughs> <laughs> that was a fantastic introduction. So uh, welcome, Charles, to the podcast. Awesome. Thanks, guys. Uh, yeah, very very grateful to be on the on the call with you guys, and um, to, I suppose I share my story a little bit and chat all things inbound marketing and HubSpot with you guys. Sounds fantastic. So uh, we should um, we should probably say that it's not sinks as in bathroom sinks, but S Y N X. Yeah, yeah. Sinks. Don't, don't worry. We'll have, we'll have that. That's we'll have right. That. And and the I suppose the name where that came from is um, I really like one of my personal. Um, core values is connecting people and, you know, connection. And when you look at the name Sinks, I was trying to find a four-letter four word that you could sync people together. So I sort of made one up and called it Sinks. Yeah, and why not? Cool. I know lots of big companies <laughs> in the world that have made names up that, that uh, didn't exist before and now they're household word, words. So Sinks exactly. could be one of those in the, in the near future. So, uh, mate, you and I uh, met in Japan at the Netpreneur Summit. We were both presenting when we were both Australian, so we you know, had, a, had a bit of a chat and had lots of um, similarities and viewpoints, and uh, it, was, it was great getting to know you there. So, again, thank you for coming on the podcast. And uh, I think a lot of the stuff that uh, you like, you're, you're quite a technically oriented person from our conversations and so is Brendan um, mm -hmm. and it, it's a rare combination to have people who are personable and who are also technical um, so that was a compliment to you as well Brendan just in case you're wondering <laughs> so <laughs> it's like a little underhanded jab there Ed, no 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 that. that was absolutely from the heart uh, Brendan. I, I think I can totally relate and I actually think now that the, a lot of these millennials and the younger guys are coming in, a lot of them are very technical as well. So it's a bit of a shift that the, the tech is no longer a technical geek. He's more of a technical person. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. And it's really, it's critical to be able to impart the information about the technical stuff to mm. your clients because if you can't do that, you just have this complete disconnect um, between the two, and that's where you often get challenges. So, so you're you're based in Melbourne, as as we've said. Uh, the other side of Australia, for those who are listening overseas, I'm in Perth, uh, and we're, we're going to call you Chuck from now on, Charles, because you've given us permission. That's a name you like to be called, Chuck. 
So from from now on in the podcast, we're going to be calling you Chuck. Um, Perfect. Sounds and, good. And I don't know what we'll call Brendan. Uh, we'll just call Brendan B. Awesome. I call him B. Well, hey, hey B. Uh, and you can just call me Ed because you can't really shorten that much, can you? So, so, uh, you, so you're in Melbourne and when did you start and set up Syncs? And the spelling for Syncs, we just want to make sure is, and the, the URL is synx.com.au. We'll have that link in the show notes. So when, when did you get started in this game, Chuck? Um, yeah, so it's, it's, a, it's a good question, really. I um, I had a an IT services company previously, and that was called um, Simple Name Port Melbourne IT, and it was right in the middle of you know the cloud was coming into that space very heavily, and I was at a bit of a crossroad of um, you know do I invest in my own cloud or do I try Amazon or all the and obviously you know the zeros of the world and all these cloud platforms were coming into play. Yeah. So I decided that, you know, I needed to evolve the business and not invest in huge infrastructure costs and look down the, you know, the SaaS models. And through a series of, um, you know, entrepreneurial events and networking, I quickly established that the biggest challenge that SMEs and even corporates have as well is that sales and marketing, um, you know, alignment and platforms and, you know, people as well. Yeah. So in... um, Sort of December 2014, I started looking at around what platforms existed, and then in um, March 2015, I said, "Right, you know, I'm going to commit to the HubSpot platform," mm-hmm. um, and then spent a good six to eight months getting, you know, going through the certifications, understanding the business process. So I had rena- I'd rebranded the um, the business to Port, uh, from Port Melbourne IT to Sinks in 2014, but reality, you know, we only really launched in um, September last year. Okay, fantastic. And so, going choosing HubSpot, there's I mean, there's a lot of competition to HubSpot, uh, even though they are yeah. one of the largest, if not the largest, of of that type of uh, SaaS um, product. How yeah. did you How did you come about choosing HubSpot? Like, what did you find with the uh, the advantages compared to you know other systems? Yeah, well, there was two parts to it. When I was going through the, you know, looking at other platforms and who had done it well, I, I very closely followed the Zero story as well. And they are the ones that innovated, you know, cloud accounting and HubSpot were the ones that innovated, um, you know, inbound marketing as, as per se. And so that was a main reason because, you know, when you look at technology, um, you know, if you jump on the bandwagon down the track, the people that started it, if they've got big enough pockets, to obviously be the the innovators of the of the of the space, um, and then the other component of it as well was the the founders had um, were still in the business, and this is nine years or eight years in, mm. and they just recently IPO'd, and the founders are still there. So Brian and Damesh are still you know actively involved in the business, and I think that's a massive part. Um, and having a CTO as one of the founders as well, um, like he's probably one of the the smartest IT guys on the planet, I'd say. He's like he's right up there. Yeah, yeah. Um, and that was a major component. And then the other side of it, the, the competition, I'm not going to name them, but you now their platforms are older, some of them. They're going through tech debt stages as well. So, you know, there's a lot of proprietary software that's been rewritten or potentially rewritten. Um, 
And the beauty of HubSpot, it's built for a marketer, so it is user-friendly, which is very important today. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And, um, hey, we're, we're happy to name some of the others if you want us to. Um, <laughs> <laughs> because people now are going to be wondering, what are the others? What are the others that they're not talking about? So well, let's let's just take a step back. What is, let's define inbound marketing because I bet you there's a whole bunch of people listening that uh, don't really know what inbound marketing is. This term's thrown around a lot on the web. So let's talk about that for a minute. How, how would you define inbound marketing? Sure. So inbound marketing is um, sort of like reverse engineering in marketing. So um, you build out what's called a persona. So that's, you know, your ideal client. And when you build out the persona, um, it's literally your perfect client, what, you know, everything you love about them. And then when you do drill into that, you start looking at all of their, their, you know, their goals, their plans, and then their challenges and frustrations within business and potentially personally as well. And what you do, you then put a content strategy in place um, for the, you know, the three stages of your funnel. So the top, you know, which is the awareness stage, the middle, and which is, you know, the consideration stage and then the bottom of the funnel, so your decision stage. And you start building out content to hopefully nurture people down the, the funnel um, with, you know, thought leadership or, you know, problem-based solution, sort of online stuff, that then hopefully people will search Um And then ideally that once you start, you know, generating content and getting people onto your website, the ones that are there, they actually, you know, know, as you guys would know, people do so much research online when they're finding something. When they actually opt in, they're very well qualified. So when you get on the phone to them, instead of trying to pitch and, you know, give your elevator pitch and your 30-second spiel, you just start, you know, hopefully getting on the phone and saying, well, you know, how can I help you? Um, I see you've looked at this, um, you know, what are the challenges you have in your business, you know, how can we potentially help? Um, so the conversation changes and then the sales process actually changes as well um, because yeah. if you look at traditional sales, the, um, you know, the sales guy, well, the buyer's in control now and if you don't have enough, you know, I suppose not ammo but information on your p- prospective buyer, um, it's going to be really hard to help them. And that, that's the simplest way to, I suppose, articulate it. You know, it's inbound, so it's a, someone approaches you as opposed to outbound where, you know, you either get on the phone or put a billboard up or a TV ad, for example, and, you know, throw your messages to the masses. Yeah, great, great example. And I think um, the uh, the other way it's often referred to is push marketing and pull marketing. So, yeah, and, and everyone's experienced push, you know, with the, the cold calls or the knocking on the door or et cetera. So uh, it... Yeah. It is a much easier way to do business because, as you said, they're already sort of pre-qualified and um, a lot of the work's yeah. been done. So, awesome. Exactly. So, what is then – so, how does HubSpot – so, HubSpot is a software platform. So, how does that fit in and, and what does that do? Or how does that grease the wheels of the inbound marketing process or system or whatever you want to call it? Yeah, sure. So, once you've – um you know, put a strategy in place and built out your personas and obviously all the keywords and then, you know, the campaigns for those, the top, middle and bottom of the funnel. You then, you know, you load that into the platform and then start building out the content. So, um, you know, and this takes, you know, a fair amount of time, but as you start getting people coming into your platform, you'll then start to understand who these people are. So, you know, you can, within the platform, you can track from a Facebook click through to a customer. So, 
you know, let's say you're getting tons of leads from Facebook, but are they actually, you know, turning into customers or are they what I sort of call a tire kicker? Um, so you can really, you know, focus on, you know, when a lead comes in, if they're not ready to be spoken to yet, um, you put them in a nurturing campaign. And then if they, you know, show interest or opt back into an assessment, then, you know, you jump onto them as soon as you possibly can, obviously. Um, but within the platform, you know, you've got a series of sales tools, you know, marketing tools, and then the, the, what's called the COS. So the COS is like um, a replacement of a WordPress platform. And then within the marketing platform, you have landing pages, forms, calls to actions, then the marketing automation. Um, and then a really powerful part is the actual, you know, the database. So you can start building out the database to as custom as you want, you know, for whatever forms that you're going to have on your site. You might want a question of, you know, what my biggest, um, you know, marketing challenges or what my biggest sales challenges, and you have a drop-down list, um, and then you can build nurturing campaigns off that. So it's extremely powerful. The technology in the background is is really, really powerful, yeah. Very cool. What else, Bren? You had a, you had a few questions about HubSpot when we were chatting earlier. So, yeah. So, okay. So, what sort of business? I mean, that obviously there's a lot of different businesses, and the marketing looks very different for different businesses. So, what sort of business typically would yeah. have an inbound marketing strategy and and could make use of these tools? Yeah. So traditionally, HubSpot is very much focused at the B two B space, um, but as um, you know, things are evolving, it's becoming more H to H, so human to human. Um, so as you guys have talked about, and we all talk about people buy off people these days. And um, so you can apply it to a lot of businesses, but reality is when you, you know, you niche down into where HubSpot gets results and where inbound can get results, is it is probably a more mature business. Um, you know, if you're a startup with no funding and you're a two-man shop, you wouldn't go and spend you know, ten to $15,000 on software, um, you would apply a lot of their methodology and, you know, use a lot of their free tools, which you can now nearly do all of this with some free tools they have as well. Um, but, yeah, so soft, software platforms work extremely well. Um, we've had some great success with traditional, like a, a painting company. That's worked very well. Property works extremely well. Um, you know, where, where if you're looking at e-com, um, either an extremely established e-com site because this becomes a new channel for them um, or a channel that or a product where they're you know, typically over about $150, I think um, it will work well. And then any products that have a longer sales cycle, so you know, if your typical sales cycle is three, six, nine or even 18 months, um, you know, how do you put someone in a nice little nurturing campaign to keep in front of them over a period of time so, yeah, the, the, the bigger ticket items um, is where the value proposition come into it a lot better. Mm -hmm. um, yep. But you can. You can apply it to most businesses. And does it replace like something like Salesforce or like a traditional CRM or does it is it like uh, in conjunction with that or does it work alongside that? Yeah, so they have, um, they have their own CRM now, um, which is actually a free product. Um, and I see that that's, you know, capable of hand, handling up to 50 50, maybe not 100 employees, um, depending on how complex the sales um, processes are and also hierarchies. Mm -hmm. um, but they have direct integration and a, and a completely um, direct integration with Salesforce. 
You can integrate with Microsoft Dynamics, um, most other CRMs as well. And, you know, some you might have to go through a third party like Zapier. Yep. Um, but when you apply, you know, your website, your marketing automation and CRM all into one connected database, um, the insights and personalization you can do is pretty powerful. Do you have some examples like in terms of personalization or because I, I mean, I guess like people are coming, like a lot of people are probably coming from nothing, right? Or some very basic systems or spreadsheets or kind of dumb CRMs. Yeah. yeah. Um, so when, you know, the, the one thing I like to say is the guy now with the most data generally wins. Um, and that can be, you know, per, per person in your database as well. Um, so part of the building out when you implement like a HubSpot, you want to start capturing as much information from your, you know, your database as possible. Um, so then let's say you have an industry name or um, maybe a certain company size. So when someone comes onto your website, you could have that field um, as being personalised on the site. So, you know, I could say, you know, welcome back. If you want to get really creepy, I could say, welcome back, Ed. I can see you're from internet <laughs> marketing. <laughs> How can I help you? Um, that would be a little bit too big brotherish. Um, but you can even go to the level of, you know, device type, location, um, country even. So you can do languages as well. Um, so you can, you can get quite granular with it. But it's like a lot of these things, um, you know, I, I advise most people to start very basically and just move your way into it because, you know, there's so much you can do, but mm -hmm. you need to, like what the guys on another podcast talk about is test and measure. You've got to test and measure, see what works, um, get the data to track that and then make a cool decision and go on and do the next thing. Very cool. So for someone listening as a starting point, what, like where would you suggest starting? Like what's... What's step one if they're like interested in kind of going down this rabbit hole? Yeah, sure. Um, I, I would, if you were to have a look at um, some basic free tools they have now, like if you don't have a CRM um, within your business, then 100% I'd be jumping on the HubSpot CRM. Um, it's really basic to use. Um, you know, it's built for a salesperson, um, which you know, I'm not saying salespeople are basic, but they have short attention spans, maybe generally. Um, and then they have another couple of free tools as well, um, which has just been rebranded, but it was called Leading. So, you know, you could put a, an, you know, a form or a, um, like an exit banner on your site to be a lead capture. Yep. Um, and that's a nice little free tool. And then what um, I think even Ed started looking at is um, they have some sales tools, which is a basic point of entry. Um, so you can build, you know, basic sales templates, um, some, you know, um, what they call a sales sequence um, and even a meeting booking um, tool that will all integrate into your CRM as well. Um, and that's, I think it's $50 US a month um, for each sales rep. And then that would, what would happen because HubSpot's obviously quite smart, they would then start nurturing you into all their other products. <laughs> Do you use HubSpot? Are you using any of these tools, Ed? I've, I've just literally just started using the the, the one that Ch Chuck was talking about. Uh, what is it called? Sales. Yeah, so Hub, HubSpot Sales. HubSpot Sales. Um, yeah, yeah, HubSpot Sales. Um, so, so I, I've only literally just started using it, so I couldn't really give a comment. But I've I've used the basic version of it connected with my email system before, 
uh, and yeah, it's very good. It's, it lets you keep a close track on open rates and who's reading emails and when they're looking at uh, mm. proposals or etc. Yeah, I'm just looking at it now because we use uh, what do we use? Capsule CRM. And, you know, yeah, it's pretty basic. So yeah, and there's there's another really cool plugin. Um, which is a Google Chrome plugin as well. So let's say you're browsing on a website um, and you're like, oh, these guys are a, a nice fit to me. Um, you could literally click on it, see all the information and then add it to the CRM and then HubSpot being pretty smart, we'll go and push that data straight into the, you know, the HubSpot CRM so there's not even any key entry. So I think they worked out the maths to for a traditional sales guy that's prospecting can take him 10 minutes to get source a lead um, with this, you could get 10 leads within 10 minutes. Now, obviously, the way you approach those people once they're in your system, I, you know, you, I wouldn't recommend doing <laughs> just blast emails to them. Yeah. Um, but there's some pretty smart ways you can try and get in front of those people now. Hmm. Yeah, it looks pretty cool. So yeah. what were you using before, Ed? Uh, well, um, what was I using before? Yesware, I think, was something similar that I was yeah. using. Um, and then I, I switched over from that because they were making changes and they kept putting the prices up and and it just seemed mm. like the that the, the uh, HubSpot sales was was more advanced. So yeah. Mm. And the the other thing that's really cool about the the CRM is the uh, the pipeline. So you know you might create a couple of pipelines depending on what products or services you have with your business, but it's very visual. Um, so if I look at traditional CRMs, you know, they might have a 20, 20% chance, an 80% chance, and then a, you've won it. Um, but when you start building out your pipelines in HubSpot, you actually, you know, if it doesn't make sense to the business, you know, why, you know what's 80% mean? What's 20% mean? It's all discretionary to the, you know, the sales rep. So you start looking at um, what's the sales process and where is the buyer in that sales process and then, off the back of that, you can also trigger automation to send work, uh, you know, information to that prospect as well. Hmm. Pretty cool. Awesome. So, is there, you know, does it? Do you think someone needs a business needs to be at a certain revenue revenue amount to be using these tools? What What are your thoughts there? Yeah, like- it it does depend on, um, you know, if if you look at a software as a service company or you know a SaaS company, um, depending on the size of that. You know, some some of those businesses don't, you know, potentially don't even have any staff. Um, some and can be doing decent revenue. From my point of view, when we've had the best success is when the business wants to grow. They've, you know, got a clear vision and they understand the outsourcing model as well. Um, that you know, the more con- I suppose control you give to that person, generally the better um, because it doesn't slow things down as much. Um, but if you look at it, you know, basic revenue would be the two to, you know, two to five million. You'd probably want to be starting at. Um, but the basic tools, you know, if I was a startup tomorrow, um, with you know, with nothing, I would instantly turn on the CRM. Um, I'd you know get all of my contacts out of Google, out of you know LinkedIn, and load them in, and go right. Where's some low hanging fruit for me to you know present my product to? And yeah. then you would track those deals, and you know that would be 100% free. So. You know, they've sort of now built, you know, that lower tier market, um, you know, this, the entry level market where they've got some tools to, you know, really help those guys as well. Yeah. And then and then you can go up to enterprise, you know, 
Um, you know, the, the platform, although HubSpot don't say it's for enterprise business, the marketing automation, I, you know, I don't really see any limitations to it really. Yeah. How does it, okay, so uh, this might be a tricky question, but uh, how does it compare <laughs> to something like Infusionsoft? Because uh, I used to have two different Infusionsoft in- instances for two different businesses that I'm mm-hmm. invo- involved with. And uh, mm. it wasn't a great experience, especially at, at the price point. Sure. Um, with Infusionsoft, I think if you look at their value proposition, it's you know definitely focused on the smaller business, so the one to two you know man shop or a um, a gym or a you know a, a beauty therapist or something like that, uh, where you can sort of have a couple of pipe um, um, you know lead funnels set up and have that automated. Um, I think where HubSpot definitely differs is it's looking at the bigger ticket items as well um, and the usability, like Infusionsoft uh, has a bit of a nickname getting around. Um, <laughs> I'll say Confusionsoft. Yeah, it can be quite confusing to use. Um, and, yeah, like, you know, because I have looked at Infusionsoft and, you know, from my point of view, when you know I'm quite technical, I found it quite difficult to use as well. Um, so yeah, I, th- I think their value proposition is, you know, we will double your leads from not many to maybe five, um, and that's that's probably the difference. And then the other main difference would be to you have lots of staff on HubSpot with Infusionsoft to get really complex having lots of staff. I would have thought on it. Yeah. Yeah, we uh we tried at the time, we tried to set up some pipeline stuff in there and and just some lead tagging. It was just horrible. It just it was a whole lot of work. They didn't really do anything. We're just like, eh, this isn't really working for us. And then it, there yeah. were some other limitations on the platform that. Yeah, and the, the other bit is as well with with HubSpot because they've it's the full funnel, so the top, middle, and bottom of the funnel. Um, a lot of the competition focus on the marketing automation, but HubSpot do the top, middle, and bottom of the funnel. Um, and then, you know, you can integrate with lots of platforms now. So you Shopify's and WooCommerce and Magento's, et cetera. Um, mm-hmm. And then to service platforms and, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Very Fantastic. cool, yeah. So um, you guys are premium partners uh, with HubSpot. And there's in, you know, in Australia, there's not many of those at the moment, I believe. Um, so you had to go through quite a lot to get, sort of certified for want of a better word um so what's the advantage in using someone who's a premium provider as opposed to someone else who who's uh, using hubspot and yeah i mean everyone has who who supplies hubspot as a service they have to be authorized to do it is that correct um yeah so you have to if you want to become an agency you've got to go through their you know their certification process Mm -hmm. um and I think it's like anything. You look at any partnership or partner model out there, um, it really depends on the goals of what your business is trying to achieve as well. Mm. Um, but the more you use the platform or the more clients you use it with, generally the more experience you have um, and the generally the more difficult conversations or um, challenges you have when it comes to the implementations as well. Um, so they're, they're the main reasons. And... Um, you know, it's like anything, you know, the 10,000-hour rule. You just, the more you use it, the more, I suppose, proficient you get in it. But 
I think one thing I, I did note down in this is um, it's not really about the technology at the end of the day. It's more the, the process and all the methodology that, that, that HubSpot yeah. has implemented, so yeah. the, the inbound marketing methodology. Um, you need to put the process in place before you buy the technology. The technology is not going to actually do it for you. Yeah, um, good point. And they're the two, the two massive components. It's the methodology first and then change management twice or the second point. So, you know, if you've got a CEO or a founder that has got this huge visionary mindset but he's, you know, staff are old school and don't want to change, then there's going to be that disconnect. Um and, you know, once you get the methodology right and then you have a strategy and then you write, let's apply the technology to that methodology and strategy and then let's align the team all so we're on the same page, that's when you get the best results without a doubt. Yeah, I, I was having that exact conversation with someone the other day and they, uh, they're they a real estate agent slash property management company and uh, they basically had a lot of staff leave because they were trying to implement a lot of new things and it w- was actually with HubSpot and it had nothing to do with HubSpot. It was just that these guys uh, were old school and didn't want to change, didn't want to adapt. So, yeah. yep. So they said, no, we're not doing that. We're not changing. And these are all sales guys, just to be clear. Like, we're, you know, picking on, <laughs> picking on sales guys again. Everyone's a sales yeah. guy at some stage or another. So, but. Oh, it, exactly. And it's, it's, I, and I love that sales side of things now like coming from a technical background where i didn't do too much of it but i, I love the sales side of it um and i can understand why people do um you know probably have a go at sales people too but i think you know without them none of, no one have a job that's it nothing happens until the sale is made so yeah you can talk about all you like but if you know this ultimately at the end of the day this is what all this stuff is is, is about is getting getting clients yeah. and managing and looking after and growing and um, and 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 building that from there. So awesome. Yeah. So yeah, and so that's, look, and yeah. Go ahead. Sorry, and I was just going to say, and that's that's the the big part about it. Like you know, um, you know, when it comes to getting a business leads, and I hear it a lot that oh, but they're crap leads. It's like okay, well, how do how why <laughs> why are they a crap lead? So then you can look at the data and find out why. Um, but then you know, when you get an ideal lead. Um, that someone is actually following it up and taking ownership of it, and so that's where the you know also HubSpot are t- talking about it now. The sales and marketing alignment, or they call it marketing. Um, you know, Bing. getting everyone on the same <laughs> same page. Yeah. Very cool. Very very cool. Anything else, Mr. Brendan? No, that's pretty much it. That's uh, really all I had. I was just. You know, I don't don't really know much about inbound marketing, so that for me is a great uh, primer. Um, yeah, yeah was- I, th- I think I think a really good thing with you know, you look at any business, and you know, a really um, amazing business coach that I've used in the past, he talks about having you know a certain number of channels of you know generation of leads. Um, you know, whether that's referrals, word of mouth, um, you know, BNI, inbound marketing, outbound marketing, cold calling, you know, whatever they are, but you really need to then work out which channel is actually working today and especially online like I could give you I think there's um, 162 channels that you can use now online but then which one of those 162 is actually driving sales don't worry about leads what ones are actually converting into revenue um, and that's you know nuts remove all of the noise that's what you want to know as a business owner um, you know what is actually driving revenue to my bottom line yeah, exactly. So you've got that in in the list, do you? 162 
<laughs> I do. I actually do. Yeah. Oh well, we'll have to get that off you if you don't mind. We can share. We can share that with the listeners if it's if that's all right with you. Yeah, absolutely, and that's growing too at a you know a pretty rapid oh, rate. Um, absolutely, absolutely. New, new platforms coming out all the time, but yeah, I can definitely share that. Thank you very much. And you've just come back from the big HubSpot event that happens every year called Inbound. Is that right? You've just been to the US for that? Yeah, so I was there last week. Um, so they have a four-day conference every year and about 19,000 people were there this year. Um, Jeez, yeah, 19,000. That is crazy. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, so it was amazing. Like Gary Vaynerchuk, he actually keynote. He opened the opened the event, so it was really cool to see him in person. Yeah, Gary um, V, like Gary V. <laughs> and then yeah, hundreds of breakout sessions, and you know, thought leaders and comedians and all, all sorts of stuff. And then obviously networking and meeting, you know, people that I've sort of networked with and connected with around the world. So it was an amazing week. Yeah, lots lots of fun, lots of learning and. Yeah, lots, lots of cool yeah. stuff to see as well, what's sort of predicted in the future and what's been happening in the past and, yeah, very cool. Yeah, awesome. And lots of partying and going out late at night, <laughs> of course. I'm sure that happened, right? Yeah, there's there's always a bit of that, definitely. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's, it's hard getting up the next morning to go and actually sit and listen to this sort of stuff when you've just been out uh, whining and dining and doing whatever. But uh, anyway, I, I, so. I, I think I, I let the subconscious mind take over and I, I just hope that it's absorbing something. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I operate the same way. So very good. All right. Well, look, uh, we've, we've been having a yak for about 30-odd minutes now. So um, unless there's anything else you would like to add, Chuck, we'll uh, let you get back to your day and... Um, and, and finish up? Um, I think from, you know, from, um, you know, all of these things that my, my probably bit of advice would be you can't break it. <laughs> you can't you can't hurt anyone with this stuff. Um, and then the other point of view is, like, fail quickly, um, you know, on top of what I just said. Fail quickly and, you know, nothing is perfect. So get it out rather than trying to perfect it. Um, yeah, good Because the, lo- the longer... The longer that you're sitting there to try and get it right, is the op- what's that opportunity cost? Um, you know, you're better to get it out there and then adjust it. It's, you know, it's not like you're doing a TV ad where it goes live for 30 seconds and then it's done. Like that landing page or that ad will be there for a while, and you can just make it better. Yeah. Um, yep. Test the measure. Yeah. Test the measure. Ex- exactly. Fantastic. Anything else you'd like to ask, Chuck, Brendan, before we no, we finish? Good. Awesome. So, uh, so if people want to get in touch with you, what's the best way? We'll have this in the show notes, but um, what's the best email to get you on? Yeah, so my email is charles at synx.com.au. And, yeah, absolutely reach out to me. Um, check out my website at www.synx.com.au. And, yeah, here to help and, you know, if I can help someone – Along the way, that's that's what I really enjoy doing. At the end of the day, like I said at the start of the show, is my biggest values are helping and connecting people uh, and, and and growth as well. So, if someone wants to challenge me, bring it on. <laughs> Fantastic, awesome! Thank you very much for your time, Chuck. And uh, we'll no doubt speak again down the track for updates on what's happening in the world of inbound marketing and HubSpot. So, thanks for coming on the Business Marketing Show.
Awesome, guys. Thank you very much. I appreciate it a lot. Cheers. Thanks, mate. You've been listening to The Business Marketing Show. You can find us at businessmarketingshow.com on iTunes, SoundCloud, and Stitcher.